Good afternoon. It's time for Lulz. I'm Peter Overzet here with Brick75, a.k.a. Brian Hooper. We're going to talk about a little shakeup in the NBA DFS streets, maybe some thoughts on what's going on with the uh, the Best Ball Mania tournaments advancing. We got some more drama in the sports books and the, the sports betting bands space. We'll talk all about that today on Lulz. I, does he think... I think he thinks this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. Please don't do bus. All right. GM, GM, happy holidays. Brian, What did you see the thumbnail? Did you like the Santa Claus treatment? That was good, yeah. I liked it. I can comment again in, in your chat. Oh, you can? Mm. Oh, yeah, I finally unblocked you. All that toxic stuff you were writing in here. <laughs> you can't, can't trust me. Can't trust me that far. No, you can't. Uh, yeah, you said you're you're getting ready for the holidays, getting all of your, uh, your ducks in a row here? Yes, yeah. In the... Uh, laziest way possible pete yeah yeah i like this is you know this is april's you know well i guess it's technically her second christmas it's her first christmas when she's not an infant but she's still like we're we're getting her some stuff but it's like i think this is my last christmas where i don't have to worry about going crazy for a kid uh whereas next year i feel like when she's two years old then you got to have all the presents under the tree and all that stuff uh so i'm just kind of enjoying one more chill christmas here yep yeah, next year you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, I already am like the the classic already in trouble thing. I mean, she went from you know just kind of stumbling around to literally walking everywhere, uh, very very quickly, and it it has definitely changed uh, things for me. Got to put the uh, the like stuff around the uh, the the barriers around the stairs and maybe outlets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. And she has, she has like daredevil in her. She really likes to, like, she wants to attempt to walk down the stairs now, which she is not capable of doing, Mm. but she makes me like hold her hand so she can walk down the stairs and all, and all of that stuff. So there is uh, no longer any time in my life where I can't have one eye on her when she's awake. At least you're not stepping on any Paw Patrol toys yet. (laughs) Yeah. I know that is, you know, we, we've kept her, her screen time down pretty good. There's this, uh, this lady, Miss Rachel, we'll watch a little bit of that every now and again. Um, but she, she loves books, man. Like she'll, she'll sit there even by herself and she'll just go through her bookshelf, flip through them, point things out. She, she loves it. Looks like we got ourselves a reader. Oh yeah. I know. And I drive through my neighborhood and I, I, I would see these signs that was like middle school reading champ. And I was like, all right, I got to get April one of these. <laughs> all right. You need to be one of these reading champs. Uh, no pressure. Man. Uh, Brian, we do have the best ball uh, playoffs moving on. I know you, how many teams did you end up doing in BBM and do you have any live still? I did 150 in DK and 22 BBMs. I did like a bunch of the other $3, $7 ones yeah. too, as I was testing uh, the app and the 150, I have one remaining <laughs> on DK uh, on DK and the 22 and BBM three, I have one remaining. Okay. Nice. So pretty good on B and one out of 22 is not bad. No, that's very good. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, it's, it's like closer to, uh, I guess it's like a right around expectation. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so a little, a little below expectation. 
So if you did full, you should have what five then? If you did, oh, oh wait, so, no, you should have like eight if based on that, right? If I'm doing one in 22. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Sorry, only hang on. You had 22 in, sorry, 22 total that you drafted. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant you had 22 in week 15. And then, it, oh, how no. many did you have in week 15? I'd like 22. I did 22 total. Yeah, yeah. And so, how many teams did you get to the playoffs? Five. Okay, and then you advance one out of five. So that's yeah. that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh and then in DK I advanced like one out of twenty or something. Right. Yeah. Uh I've been I'm working on a post for my my newsletter tomorrow. I do the PO PO box newsletter, by the way, if you want to subscribe to that, completely free. Drop it in your inbox. Sometimes I write about fantasy, sometimes dad life stuff, whatever. Just enjoy whatever's on my mind. But this week, Brad, I felt compelled to write about specifically BBM4, the structure, and just people facing the harsh realities of massive large field lottery style tournaments. Because I don't know if you've seen this, but there's been so much complaining, so much bitching and whining about my beautiful teams didn't advance. I should be rewarded for my genius. Why isn't the BBM4 tournament rewarding my best ball genius? And I've had enough, Brian. I'm fed up with it. Tell me what you, what you how, first of all, how many did you, did you advance? How many did you get? I advanced five. Uh, to the semis last okay. year, I only advanced one. The year before that, I only advanced uh, one to the semis. So I, I've been on both sides of the pod luck um, run incredibly hot this year, but I, I've been on both sides of it over the years. Okay, five's five's nice. Um, I mean, these lottery, these these gigantic fields are essentially lotteries i would say in best ball what what do you think best ball compared to dfs let's say you got how many how many entrants were in bbm3 this year like four hundred thousand, six hundred and seventy thousand. okay so that's like yeah. that's like what like double or triple a millie maker yes on your regular sunday yeah do you think the season-long aspect mixed in with the playoffs and then the final dfs style tournament makes it more skillful or less skillful than a, a Sunday DF just the structure, not like, you know, I think DFS is more skilled, skilled, but yes. Um, but just that structure, do you think that helps or does that make it more of a lottery? I think it, I think it makes it more of a lottery, um, it, especially with how the dynamics works. And a really good example of this is like how you approach your exposures so our guy, uh, Easy from the Deposit Kingdom, had an insane advance rate. I think he advanced like 50-plus teams. He was heavily concentrated on some of the league winners. You know, Mike Evans had a lot of CJ Stroud, yada, yada. Then a lot of those guys did nothing in week 15, and he he didn't advance as many, as many teams. I don't know how many he has. I think it's like five or six or whatever. Sorry if I'm bastardizing that easy. But the point is, is like even how you construct your teams, the way the tournament works in these stages – is going to eventually you're going to meet your maker, right? You might meet your maker getting to the playoffs and then you might have some teams that run good or you might meet it along the way. Like, I think there's way more randomness to it that is almost impossible to control for. That's, that's an interesting um, way to think about it because if you have all these Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill teams. Exactly. Like, yeah, you, you got a bunch over expectation into the playoffs, but then you probably have a whole bunch of Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill 
teams and you're in your super consolidated and you're, you're not diversified in your portfolio, your remaining portfolio. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm trying to think, I still think I would say like the strategy I kind of go by, which it, unless you of course have like really strong player takes. Yeah. Is those early rounds like 10 up to 10 or something like you're just basically just don't get too um, loaded up on one guy. Um, so like Mike yeah. Evans, I would probably never or rarely ever be, you know, more than like 30% or something, I would guess. Which would still be a pretty big number. Mm-hmm, which still be a pretty big number. Yeah. But like after that, I'm like going in there and dropping him manually if I have to. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that makes uh, complete sense. And that's even like on a micro scale, like how I approach the battle royales, you know, where I'm mixing and matching those guys who go in the first 15, 20 picks. They all have a ceiling, all project well. And then when you get past that, then that's where you make some stands on some guys you think are mispriced or who have a bigger role than their ADP would indicate. And you get overweight there. I think that principle kind of holds true to lots of fantasy stuff. Yep. And then next year I'll be doing definitely figuring out who's not getting drafted hundred percent of the time. And then, and those late rounds, just fading the guys who are getting drafted 98% of the time in the 17th round or something. Yes. Um, I think, Which, I think, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you just reminded me if you guys missed it yesterday, I think I retweeted it. Uh, I called some of you nerds too. Uh, that underdog released the full data sets for battle Royales this year. That was something they've done for best ball mania. Obviously uh, everyone has been on them to do that for battle Royales for a lot of purposes. One, like having the data makes it more interesting for content and research and in gaining an edge, but also for contest integrity purposes. I know sacrilegious is excited to go through, see if he can find any patterns with possible colluders and abnormalities, stuff like that. I think it's good all around. So if you are one of those data whizzes, uh, that data set is now publicly available. You can find it on my Twitter feed on the underdog drafts feed as well. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you're excited to dig into that stuff a little bit more. Yeah, I need to dig into that um, to get some of those numbers. I guess, yeah, we would need it for the BBM 3-2 next year to get yeah. that full data set to figure those out. Um, but that's definitely definitely gonna be a part a big part of uh what i switch to next year but for like the the randomness and inherent in tournaments yeah i'll also say this that the the bbm3 structure is way more sweaty like way better to sweat than um drafters or some boring you know accumulation of points I, I agree completely. Like I spent, I've, I'm generally, I've sweated my teams more this year because of doing content around them. And I know some people care. And so I've kind of opted into that and just embraced it a little bit, whereas otherwise I wouldn't, but regardless of whether I would have streamed all my teams or whatever, I would have done what I did on Monday night. And I was on the dog app more than I had ever been in a long time. I was constantly refreshing, going through the pods, seeing if this Kenneth Walker team's going to chase me down, seeing if this AJ Brown catch can push another team up. Like I was sweating the hell out of it simply because of these pod dynamics. And I think the regular season prizes, which someone uh, highlighted in here, I think that really kind of offset and mitigated, like easy made, Again, I don't know exactly how much, but well over 10K in regular season prizes, which, you know, pay for three future max entries of BBM. And he was rewarded for having good player takes good teams, even if a bunch of them got wiped out. And I think there there's still some tweaks they can make, but 
I continue to go back to the pods and the randomness being a feature, not a bug. And every year, even if I'm on a bad side or a good side of it, I enjoy that sweat so much more than any other sweat. Yep. It does suck when you got five teams or whatever, 10 teams right at this point and you get none through like, that's just, that's brutal. But yeah, I mean, what are you, I mean, you going to do, especially after waiting so long, but it's just so much more entertaining i think to sweat they, i would like a, like a mid-season you know halfway through i think would be fun if they can get enough equity to to to, to make a nice payout from a middle of the season one um the problem that have i mean they have their their mid-season ones that launch i end up every year doing like two like like one or two drafts it's really hard i think you know, one of the things that makes best ball, I think, get so much traction is in the offseason. It's the only show in town, really, essentially, for drafting. And all of this content and attention is on it. And then you drop that into the middle of the season, right? And it's like, hey, I'm preparing for this week's Battle Royale slate. I'm preparing for this week's DFS slate. And to, like, eject from that and be like, all right, let's do rest of season values for these guys and spend the time to draft the teams. I think it just, like, there's not enough time for it. Hmm. I bet if they put a million dollar first prize yeah. pool, that would change people's opinions. Yeah. The um the regular season payout structure, tell me if you agree with this. I would rather see it be um make it even flatter and yes. make it like, you know, I don't know what percentage of teams in there finish there, like top one percent, maybe. Like yeah. maybe make it top two percent and then just have like this kind of gradient payout level of like you're in the top 0.01 percent gets this, the top whatever, and maybe an extra 50k for the top few teams yes. or something. So like first place will get a hundred still, but uh, but you're just making a decent amount of money if you just have a really good regular season team. I, I agree completely. The goal of the regular season prizes should be to reward people. I don't think it has to be this outsized thing with a top heavy yeah. like that 500k. And I'm sure the person who won that is uh very happy yeah. with the with the setup. Uh yeah. they should defend that for sure. But no, I completely agree with you because you know, even me, I think I ended up getting close to I think it was like 800, 900 back or whatever from my regular season ones, which which helps. That's like a fourth of my overall entry fees. Whereas last year, I mean, it was, you make the finals or bust essentially. And yep. so now to kind of offset that. And I think now that we'll have some more data on it too, like people can adjust their drafting style if they kind of want to optimize to get a bunch of top regular season teams. Whereas you can't optimize for first place in the regular season. There's no specific way to do that. There are some levers to optimize for first place in week 17. We talk about those a lot right. of the time, but because you can't, then to me, if you can't optimize for that, then to have an outsized prize for it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, I agree. Lower it. The and the year before was like one million to first, right? Wasn't it? And yeah. Like, that's it. Like the top three guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I. Th I think it's just like it's just like hey, you had a good team, you know, good season. Here you go, and add a boy. You know, here's five k. Well done. Yeah. You were the top one percent or point one percent, whatever the numbers tell you. And it's like you're free rolling from here on out, but the lottery portion starts now. And then that's where you're going to get your 2 million, 3 million payout. Yeah. And I guess like I, I see Mr. Mr. Here first season maxing 30 to last week and eight to this week, which oh. is an incredible number. I know Karain yeah. has eight through as well. Talked talk about a sun runner, dude. Uh, and Mr. Mr. Says trying to manage expectations of getting through it this weekend, but it's incredibly anxious. And I, I'm not asking everyone to have the same like Zen approach as me, but honestly, Brian, like the way I felt about my best ball mania teams 
was like the second I drafted them, I assumed I was losing 3750 total. And like I everything along this way has been gravy. And I and I'm not just saying that for everything. It's not like, oh, I'm just like my bulldog team where I put five hundred dollars in slow driver. Like I had expectations. Like I think I have an edge in these. If I, you know, focus on these smaller tournaments, maybe I can realize a return. And I have, you know, expectations for those teams. But with like this lottery style and the gauntlet, like I know how much randomness is going to occur and just how fucking hard. Even this, Mr. Mister, who has eight teams, right? One out of 16 in his pod will advance. If all things are equal, all of his teams project similarly yeah. to the competition, one out of every two times he'll get a team to the finals. This is what I was just going to do the math for. Are you sure that's what it is? Yeah. Because there's, there's two out of 12, right? No, no, but this week it's one out of 16, just like it was last okay. week. So he has so, eight, 50% chance if everything's equal. So it's one out of 16. And then next week, uh, again, one out of 16, right? No, no, no. So la next week's the finals. Next week's next the finals. Week's, okay. Yeah, four hundred forty. So okay, so he's got six percent uh, times eight. He was exactly fifty percent. Wow! Did you yeah, know? Yeah, how yeah. Did you Do that, man. Did you do that in your head, or did you already do it? No, Brad. I did eight divided by sixteen. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'll, the, I'm the new math guy around here, folks. I'm the big I, don't, I don't claim to be a math guy, anyways. Uh, 50%. Wow. Yeah. So, like anything above four, and you should be extremely happy. Yes. Yeah. And that's like, I'm, I mean, me getting five to the semis, like my expectation was around two, a little over two based on how many I had. And so, getting five is just an, complete windfall of luck uh relative to how much i had and guess what i'm ready for the course correction i have five here one out of 16 most of the time i'm not advancing any teams to the finals all my only realistic hope is that i have like one team that has a sweat you know maybe heading to monday we got three teams maybe one team that has a chance to get pushed up there that's that's where my expectations are at right now yeah good luck good luck um i thought there was Who's two more weeks so Who's who's on your team, Brian, in, in Best Ball Mania? You said you got one team in the semis here. I got one team, and I squeaked it in because I had Hertz, who was questionable. Oh, that's so a nice I almost one. didn't even get that in. Okay. I, I assumed I didn't make any. Yeah. And then I checked, and Hertz, Hertz, got, Hertz got enough points. I want to uh, hear who's on Brian's team. I think this is – you want to screen share this? Uh, if Sure. Let me find it first. I'm still in that weekly winners thing. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. Cause I think I, I, I cashed one week, which was like 35 bucks. It's yeah. like, Oh, every week's a free roll after that. See you're, it, it hasn't been for me. I, I had 66 entries, which I think puts my entry fees over $900 and I've only won 300 back this year. So I'm going to need a, a big week over the next uh, few weeks to get even on weekly winners. Um, uh, I can't even find that. Here it is. Yeah. Yes. This is this is what I'm secretly hoping for. Marcus says it'll be funny if he has Jonathan Bago on his team. We all deserve Jonathan Bago on his team. Right? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, let's find how to share our screen, shall we? Yeah. Uh, there we go. The uh, for people who are wondering, I did post. Uh, I did a rare thread, Brian. I became a thread bro on Twitter. I posted a thread with my five teams, screenshot of the teams, and then a link to the streams that they were drafted on. If you guys want to uh, circle back and check any of those out. Um, oh man, CJ Stroud. So 
if you could drag him to the finals, that'll be unique here. Is Barkley, he back this week or no? It doesn't sound like it. Mm. I, apparently his concussion symptoms are pretty bad, dealing with all that light sensitivity issue and stuff. What about Barkley? Dude, you dragged a Tyreek Hill team here? Mm-hmm. Who went off for you? So you had Addison who went nuts. Wow, and a Christian Kirk dead team? Okay, Hawkinson and Laporta. So you get the 26 from Laporta. You get Reed, Addison. Scroll up. Oh, Rashi Rice. That's a nice pick, yeah. This, this is definitely one of those teams that has unique pieces. Like all of your running backs are, are pretty unique. So you're saying I'm guaranteed to win? Yes, you're guaranteed to win. Um, I don't think there's a ton of Montgomery. I mean, I have not seen much James Conner at all. Like your collection of running backs there. You're, you know, Rashad Penny hasn't been active. Jeff Wilson isn't doing anything, but the Barkley Montgomery Connor combo is pretty good. Yeah, uh, hang on. It's alive. Hang on, Brian. What? They're saying this team didn't advance. This says oh, second shit. place. <laughs> oh shit, it didn't advance. I thought, oh my God, I was in first last I checked. <laughs> This is Brian. You're not going to help any of these influencer collusion cries. They allowed Brian's second place team to advance. <laughs> I wish I, I had that sort of influence. <laughs> I was in first last. I looked with 145. I didn't even so I look. Went I the just, other way. I took your God word for it. it. Uh, I I no. was so I was like looking at that team and deep down I was like, how the fuck did this advance? <laughs> you, do you think maybe they could have a, uh, a scoring change? Yeah, Brad, do you now want to go off on the uh, the structure of BB Evan, how you were you screwed know, out of getting a Christian Kirk, uh, CJ Stroud? The structure team? is not fun at all, if you really think <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was getting so excited to opt into your sweat and sweat your team uh, this weekend. Damn it. You better make what, sure you actually have a DK the hell team still there? I, I guess I checked too early. You must have. I swear I, I was corrected? second. And then uh, after the Hertz game, I was in first. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely just, wasn't behind a 30 points. What the hell happened? I must have just not looked at it right. I mean, the, not to, we don't have to belabor this too much. And I'm, I'm writing a little bit about it in general. But I do think, Brian, there's, you know, so many like long term DFS players, right? Who have played the Millie Maker for years. Or, I mean, you've probably been playing the Millie Maker for what, like a decade? Pretty close to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just kind of like understanding what that top heavy prize pool and like what ROI expectations and you, we, I mean, how many times have we said this on the show? You could be the best DFS player in the world by a significant margin and you would still be a heavy dog to ever win the Millie Maker if you exclusively played what, NFL main slate 17 a year or whatever? Oh, yeah. You could, I mean... Yeah, you're basically going to lose uh, like over half your buy-in every single time. <laughs> Not every single time, but like that's your medium outcome. Yeah. That's if you're good. Do you think – I've been trying to like unpack the psychology of why people almost feel like more entitled to better returns here. Do you think there's an element of like I put in the work to draft these teams? I didn't just press optimize. You know, I sat there and I drafted these. I think your first take is the the right. If we had, I mean, I'm sure there's a plethora of different differing reasons, but your first take of um, 
like they're they're they don't play DFS as much. Like they they're, they're probably mainly like home league bros. Yeah, a lot of home league bros playing, and they're just more used to home league, where you know you win once every you know six seven eight years, you know, or maybe you run hot and you win a couple times. They're not used to. They're just not used to the variance in the in the six hundred thousand entries. That's there's never been a DFS tournament that big. I don't think. I could be wrong. Maybe there's one, but what I don't do the millies get to like three fifty? Maybe it depends, at the it depends. Like yeah, in the buy-in. Sometimes they've done like a five dollar millie that got pretty huge. That one might have. There might have been some with a million entries. Now that I think about it, they'll do yeah. the occasional five dollar and it gets like a million. Yeah, I just like I've just been frustrated by it because I think there's very unrealistic expectations. People just like literally not understanding the size and the scope of the tournament, and then what I felt like is people trying to retroactively bend the rules or the structure in a way that would have benefited them when like the market provides all kinds of different options right now. And it's not to say none of these can be improved or that there shouldn't be more options out there, but it's like, you want a really sick cumulative tournament, go over to drafters. They have an awesome contest there where the leaderboard has been pretty much fixed for like the past seven weeks. You know, if you want to play in smaller stuff, like some of the underdog mid stakes ones this year, I thought the, um, the chow chow and the pit bull were awesome structures. Those are there DK. You want to play in some larger field stuff that also has maybe a smoother payout structure, but DK did a decent job with some of those. Like this stuff exists out there. You want to play in a sprint style, FFPC and NFFC have those in the playoff sprint where it's just your points once you get there. Like these things exist and it's like BBM is what it is and there's options for everyone. I don't know why we're trying to bend BBM to be something else. Yep. I think they, they just don't grab the grasp the variance of it all. I thought the drafter format super boring. I probably wouldn't even played it if much of it, if it wasn't, it was overlaid pretty hard. Yeah. And, um, and, and they had to test the app and stuff. So I did, I did some, but yeah, after like week seven, I stopped looking. I'm like, Oh, well, none of these teams can possibly come back. So who gives a shit? So yeah. it's like no fun. And I like the way BBM or uh, um, underdogs doing it in generally with the weekly winners, the survivor one, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Eliminator was cool. I want to do more of those next year. Yeah. Those, those, those are way more interesting formats. Um, I think you gotta do, you know, someone saying here they hope it stays twenty five bucks to get into BBM. I would even, I would even hope they lower it. Mm. Honestly, um, I don't think you want to get. Well, I don't know. I mean, you need that flagship huge prize pool, no matter what site yep. you're running. You gotta have yep. the, you gotta have that one. I'm trying to think though, like, do you want to go more like? like the old school survivor um, contest in Vegas, right? Where you, those are like $200 minimum buy-ins. Yeah. Or do you want to stick with the, I mean, it'd be nice if they got enough liquidity to have both that like the, the poor man's BBM three BBM four and some like big dog that pays out, you know, two, 3 million. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like the, I think too, that would be fun, right? Like if they had maybe, you know how DraftKings each week offers what the 25 millimaker or the 20 and then what they've been doing the five, five, five. It's a, it's a, yeah. Three, three, three usually is the wildcat, but yeah, sometimes it's five, five, five. 
Yeah, like if Underdog basically had a million-dollar top prize, but it was just a bigger, smaller version of that. And to your point, maybe you you middle it a little bit. Maybe you bring BBM flagship down to 15, but then you offer a $100 entry one, and we get to a million-dollar first prize, higher-stake BBM type thing in tandem to it. You know, that could be um, a good transition here too because what's been dying in definitely NBA DFS, but um, – I think generally speaking in, in all DFS, maybe check and correct me, is that middle, that middling tournament. Because yeah. it used to be like 50K, occasionally 100K to first or 70K or 80K to first for like the $55 range, or sometimes they'd have hundreds, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking, you know, all the major sports. Mm-hmm. And now it's basically just the flagship, which will be 15, 18, or 20 usually, 25 if they – if they're trying to like for MMA when they don't have the the players enough players yeah. for it, they'll 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 charge more, which actually kind of sucks. And then straight up to three hundred plus, usually five hundred. And that middling one's gone. And even the twenty uh, max tournaments are like smaller payouts, um, which is kind of good because it's a little bit flatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember those being much bigger too. Yeah, I mean we could go back and look. Um, yeah, but, tell the tell the people what's been going on in NBA DFS. I've seen some conversation about it. As I understand it, what they're kind of experimenting with right now is kind of uh, shrinking the slates a little bit, where they take a couple of the late games off, and then what go heavier on showdown slates for those. But then it's essentially making it so you don't have to sit at your computer as long into the night as you normally would. Yeah. So there has been some chatter on Twitter about the NBA uh, size of the player pools getting getting smaller. I yeah. didn't look into that. I probably should have just go back and look at exactly this time of year last year what were how many how big they were or even two years ago. I would imagine they are slightly smaller. I bet it's slightly going down, just like the showdown at the beginning of the year when I compared from years prior. Mm. Um, but maybe not, but it seems like slightly smaller, but also this always kind of happens during the regular season. Um, as football winds down uh, in the NBA, the beginning of the season, like the new, the new, the noobs kind of stop playing. Yeah. Uh, that the, that the prize pools get smaller. So right. it could, it could just be that natural flow that happens every season, but my DK rep, text me like yesterday or two days ago saying that they're going to try this new short slate for uh, format, which is when they can group six games or more together in a, then get, have like hard rules, but I'm guessing like an hour or an hour and a half window, they're going to do that and eliminate the night games. And I would guess they might eliminate the six o'clock game, seven Eastern, the first game. Um, sometimes too, but they didn't today and they could have because there was a, there was a lone six o'clock game today. So, but I'm, but I think the point is to try to keep it within an hour, an hour and a half. And so you don't have to play all night. And it sounds, it sounds like the pushback and I saw a thread going, I think it was with a couple of the stochastic guys, shit, my money and Mm -hmm. Greg, um, seems a lot of people like it. It seems like shit. My money was pushing back because now the tournaments are necessarily smaller is that is that what's happening if you chop off those games that's really resulting in smaller contests? Well, the 
I think today's a bad sample because there's Monday Night Football. Okay. So I saw his, I saw part of like at least one of his tweets. And so let's wait and see what it looks like tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's what? Friday? Friday's usually a pretty small. And the weekends are all screwed up for anybody. That is holidays. Yeah. And it's holidays. So, yeah. And I think they even have Christmas games too, which who knows what that's going to happen, what's going to happen there. Yeah. So there's, we're really not going to know for another week. Yeah, yeah it, not not always, but yeah, l- lately it's been 50k on Thursdays because of and Mondays too because of uh, because of football showdown. So so we'll see. I uh, I think I think I'm fine with it. Like I, yeah. I mean, I actually not, I'm not just fine with it. I, I'm I, I kind of want them to try it for another you know month or two at least to see how have, it goes. Have you been like? You know what? What contests have you been playing with NBA DFS? Have you been doing lots of late swap stuff at your desk uh, throughout the slates? Yeah, yeah. I, I slow. I if I'm not super busy, I just I come back to my computer and swap every every new game. Yeah. And are you still just dealing with the push pull of like every time I do this, uh, it sucks. I wish I didn't have to come back to my computer, but also it's nice to have this edge on everyone who's not doing this. Sort of, yeah. What I've been doing is just not playing. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I didn't play yesterday. Um, maybe Monday. I didn't. I don't know. Like, if I'm if I'm doing something, I don't feel like it. Now I'll just not play. Right. Where in years past I wouldn't. Yep. Deal and- a lot harder now too, so it doesn't feel as much. It's not as much FOMO. Yeah. How has your NBA DFS season been going, results wise? Not not good. I mean, not bad. I mean, it's the same fucking story. Is I get I get a bunch of top ten, top fifteens. Yeah, and you just got to run hot in those. Yeah, I I mean I do think there's like this cumulative effect of when the games even get slightly harder, like those top lottery spots where you get the the point oh one percent lineup. Now there's just a couple extra of them kind of similar similar to yours where they wouldn't be before so mm-hmm. it's, you got to run even hotter um i mean that could be wrong i also i mean i i don't know it seems like a lot of the names that are usually really good besides raging Phillip, he's having a good year aren't really winning mm. i mean i c- could be wrong i am not checking this this is completely anecdotal like i said i'm i, I missed a couple days but yeah i don't see like oh and, and i'm not playing like the high stakes much either Mm-hmm. Um, until I bank one of the low ones, then I'm going to go back. Like I want to freaking win one before, uh, I play those, but like, at least in the, um, the, uh, uh, the flagship, you're not seeing like the Brito brothers win or, you know, a lot of the, the names you're used to seeing. They're up there kind of, but, um, some of them still are like raging. Phillip is still like, maybe the best NBA player, definitely top three. So you see him up there. Petty theft is typing in the chat. <laughs> uh, it's just variance, bro. No, um, <laughs> I haven't seen him up there a ton either, uh, but he might be, I, I think he's won some of the the seven, seven, seven ones. I've seen uh, uh, our buddy, Steve. He's, he's had a pretty decent season, I think. Mm. But yeah, when you get up there, like you just got to win uh, and there's really not much you could do about it. Like I think we talked about this two or three episodes ago where me and Greg Ehrenberg were like up in second or third place 
and then you know wake up and they have a correct uh, a stat correction i go from third to 12th and it's like guess what now you're not winning any money yeah just on a, a rebound when did this when did the stat corrections hit for nba they've been kind of late this year like they yeah. sometimes they don't pay out until like four or five in the morning or something yeah yeah, I forget. There was that one NFL, I think it was a Monday night. It was an island game slate. Um, and I think there was that like lateral pass at the end of the game. And I think they were, it hadn't been finalized, like whether it was a fumble or not. And they didn't pay out until like 10 a.m. Yeah. the next day, which normally like I go to bed and they've either paid out or at least an hour or so after I go to bed, they have. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I think it, they didn't make a change. And so whoever was winning there got got their money. Yeah. I know, and I see people complain too about like you know the pods not advancing quick enough, and I'm like, man, if you're the type of person that's going to complain about the pods not advancing enough, how are you going to react to one of your teams getting advanced and then pulled back out of the pod because of a stat correction <laughs> later? I mean, there's also like, what's the it's it's you know the law of averages, I guess. The yeah. larger the field, like then also the larger amount of dummies you're going to have complaining. Yeah. You know, if this was, if this was a, a you know, 3000 man, $500 buy-in. Yeah. You're not going to get that cohort, a cohort of uh, dummies com- who complain about everything. Yeah. Like the, like the sports book bros who every time there's an injury, there's thousands of refund that refund the bet. I, I do think there is a part of it too, that like that, <laughs> the the pussification the participation trophy element of society is now trickled over into fantasy sports uh with some of that stuff yeah i mean that the customer service like they just like i return my amazon thing and no one ever complains so right. i deserve my bet return if i want yeah and it's, it's just like the quintessential like wanting to have your cake and eat it too there are trade-offs to being able to turn $25 into 3 million. You know, like there are trade-offs. The, the sports bet one is even worse because it's like you could oh, yeah. have bet the under. Yeah. And if you did, I would wager quite a bit of money that you would not be complaining and you would be ecstatic that this player got hurt. Did you see the uh Andrew Wiggins uh from ETR tweet the other night about that? Cuz he he gets tagged because his username is literally Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> And so he gets tagged in all the uh, NBA Andrew Wiggins tweets. Let me make this a little bigger so the viewers can see this tweet here. Um, He goes, starting to wonder if all the people blowing up my mentions every single night about Wiggins not getting there realize you could bet the under props too. There's so many things wrong about this. One, that these people don't know you can bet unders. And two, that they're tagging an NBA player. And then three, they're not even tagging that actual NBA player. Um, I loved this suggestion from Ryan. He's like, just for the bid equity, you should bet his under every night and reply to each of them with a screenshot. The <laughs> that would be good. That would be hilarious. <laughs> no, man, we're, we're doing good. You did and then, it again. And, yeah. Just and keep, then just these guys would think he was betting on his own games too. It would be so Right, hilarious. exactly. <laughs> and then everyone respond like playing to the bet. Like, yeah. oh, thanks for letting me know early, man. I got in on this. I knew, I knew oh. you were taking a dive. Oh man, it would be Andrew should just like lean into it a little bit more with his bio. Um, I understand if you got to promote ETR here, but I think you got to update uh, the bio to uh, <laughs> trying to clear the over tonight or something like that. <laughs> oh man, that would be a great bit. 
Have yeah, you seen the- I, I disagree with this. They brought it with the refund my bet them on themselves. That would be like saying me going into or to Amazon and saying I want 40% off every single day because they did it once on Black Friday. <laughs> me, it's like that's just, that, that logic doesn't check out. Right. I, I mean, what are they going to do too with the Hamlin situation and stuff like that? Like, yeah, they a lot of those were, yeah, but yeah, people are just in like a guy can get like hurt and come back in and they still want their money back. Oh, Did you, we were talking about screenshot bits. Did you see, yeah. have you seen that? Uh, I think, um, what's his name, Kirk from uh, Rotor Grinders, Kirk, the crowns uh, one, yeah, the crowns one. I, f- I fell for that the first couple times until I, I realized what was going on. <laughs> I almost brought it up on here because I was like, oh, they, did you see a glitch? There must be a glitch going on. But then, yeah, and then eventually, like, after his third or fourth one, I'm like, okay, he's fucking with everybody. It's still too Yeah. What, what's the most you've ever gotten from one of your prize chests? Not, not much. 40K. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten lucky. My, I mean, I don't play near the volume, but yeah, mine has always been a tight band. I'm like somewhere between two to five K crowns every time. I don't think I've ever gone outside of that window. Yeah. Some people just have all the luck. I bet Karain's probably been, he hasn't played D. Yeah. Where, when are we going to grab our pitchforks for the, uh, the RNG of these, uh, these prize chests, uh, with DraftKings? They they keep rigging it for, uh, for the influencers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they're going to complain, people are going to complain. You know, at Karain, you know, <laughs> it is honestly un- the fa- so Karain. I think I heard him say he had like four advancing, um, which would have still been like double because he had less in the in the week fifteen than me. And I guess on that JSN touchdown, it doubled his because he had a lot of JSN. And so that one touchdown, he was on the bubble with four other teams, and and jumped them in there. Do you think there's any chance he uh, he was like Maine? He thought he advanced and he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, Brian, I think Pat might have a better feel for navigating the site and uh, knowing which of his teams actually advanced. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, it's a good thing you don't actually care. Otherwise, that would have been devastating for someone actually emotionally invested in that he's, team advancing. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna win on like a Bengal stack this year. Bengals or can, Bills? Can you imagine? I, I honestly don't even want to imagine uh, if he were to take down back-to-back Millie makers like the you you want to talk about people on Twitter. I mean the tin foil hat. I mean the amount of things that would come out. It would can can Burrow come back? Is or is he done done? I'm pretty sure Burrow's done done. But you you want the not only do you want him to win, you want him to win with the Burrow stack with yeah. the Bengals or the Bills. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like the oh, there's no defense. I was gonna say Bills defensive pick six with Hamlin. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. seriously, I'm gonna be adding underdog if Green wins. I'm gonna be like, I want a full fucking refund, <laughs> lifetime lifetime refund. Uh, Pat Pat has to like rename his site like legendary legendary upside like <laughs> Pat's gonna be no it's gonna be like legendary upside is no longer in business I am in Puerto Rico yeah the yeah at that point life. you refund the subs and say you know what we don't actually have to worry about long term yeah. revenue flow <laughs> thanks thanks for everything suckers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll th- man this this weekend. It's like I, I'm now at the age too. I think the combination of you know I'm going to be doing work 
uh, with fantasy life, having like newsletters and then like the kids and the Christmas and all of this. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even necessarily looking forward to this weekend just from that angle. It's like, I kind of like just a regular week, you know, getting ready for the main slate, having some time. We're going to have the Saturday games, then all the Sunday, three more on Monday. You want to talk about a prolonged sweat. I mean, the sweat literally starts tonight with Thursday night football. And then it's just, you know, inches along over these next four days or whatever. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. There's also a lot of DFS, huh? Those, yeah. those are the worst though. Like, is you're just too busy. Like Christmas, I, I definitely won't be able to play. And I think there's an NBA tournament too. Yeah. Isn't the action normally really good for NBA on Christmas? Yeah. All those bros who just do not want to go to their Christmas party, sitting at home, building lineups. I'm surprised because doesn't like the NFL generally try to stay out of the NBA's way on Christmas? I'm because that was like a choice to put three games on Monday. You know, like otherwise you would have just had one uh, for typical Monday night football. But it seems because they're kind of going toe to toe. No, I think they have a Christmas. I think there's a Christmas tournament every year. Christmas GPP. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Because I swear they had like one million dollar one one year and it like overlaid pretty good. Um, I don't know. That uh, that last Monday night game will be fun too. Uh, Christmas night, uh, San Francisco versus Baltimore, which should be a good game. I bet. Hopefully, they get a big showdown slate for that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I bet. I imagine it'll be over two hundred at least. Yeah, we should have plenty of people willing to fire off there. Yeah. <sighs> have you had any luck in the NFL showdown streets lately? No, 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 not really. Um. Trying to think, I don't think I've even had a sweat really. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been some uh, unique teams doing pretty good too. Yeah. How did you, uh, did you play? Um, what was it? Was it Monday? Yeah. The, the Seattle thing with the uncertainty at the quarterback situation where you I with did. That? Yeah. I did. I did. I did. I was going no Seattle QB up until like the last 10 minutes there. Yeah. And then when it looked like lock, I was going to play some lock. And then when he locked in, I, I got percent of them. Yeah. That was like, I was talking to people in the discord where it's like, even if like lock isn't necessarily a slam dunk play, it's like, how often do you get an information edge on the field yeah. in showdown? I put him, I put him in every one of my lineups that I made, you know, I only had like 60, but was I was he like, in the winner. That's a good question. I, I think he, I think he did after he threw that final touchdown pass. I think it put him in there. Yeah. Did you see the one uh two? I had I had I had Hertz and um Locke like 70% each, and I still think I, I lost most of my buy-in. Um did you did you see the one like I don't know one or two before that where the guy had 500 k solo and then a kneel down or something like not important dropped him to second. But first was, a, was a train of, of, of um, run pure sports bros, uh, like 150 of them. That was a seven K payout for first. And so he got like 50 bucks. I think I, the only reason now I kind of know what you're talking about is I'm pretty sure I saw a draft cheat uh, screenshot of him in first with, with for seven K on that on that one. Yep, 
Yeah, and that poor bastard, like point one three or whatever the change was. The only thing that would have made it better is if that guy had a Lowell's avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I I almost tweeted out like, "Oh my god, I feel bad for this guy." That, Dude, that, that is a, that's a brutal one. That one's sick. Because even like eighty k or you know twenty k for second. Yeah, but you feel like you had a good night. Nothing. Brutal. Totally brutal. That that and I mean, it, you want to talk about disgusting sweats? Like the sweat equity you get out of your best ball teams. Even like I was joking, how it will be a little bit of a miserable sweat this weekend. But you're going to be checking on Thursday, and then you're going to check after Saturday, then you're going to check after Sunday, then you're going to be refreshing all Monday throughout the day to see if your pods are advancing or whatever. I mean, that showdown one, like you literally can't rest until the last kneel down has occurred because that kneel down can literally take you from first to making nothing oh, Crazy. My God. so brutal you know you're gonna get more you're gonna see more tweets that you're not gonna like pete well about what people complaining about this weekend too oh yeah well that, that one of the things i had just written up in my newsletter i'm like where does the complaining stop does it complain does it stop when you get to the finals does it stop when you get dead last in the finals and yeah. you lose 2750 on your bbf entries does it stop when you get a top 50 score do you need mm -hmm. a six figure score to finish top five is that where the complaining finally stops six figure yes six figure and then they go yeah. man i wish i could have ran a little better got unlucky but you know i'm happy with the 100k and that's, that's, that's what they get exactly right that you get fifth place for 100k and you go if devon hn just wouldn't have got stuffed at the goal line on that one play i would have yeah. won best ball mania four Yes, no, but they're a little more, you know, they're not as uh, they're a little more like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm happy I won the 100K. You know, I could have run a little better, could have got up there, you know, so it, it's on the border of flipping until you yeah. get to the, you know, third, second, first. Uh, Light of Truth in the chat says, I would have won the uh, the big $25 MMA tournament for 200K a few weeks ago, but a fight was ruled uh, NC instead of DQ because of an illegal knee. What's NC? Not completed? Yeah, no contest. Um, no contest. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, that's brutal. I fucked up last weekend. The the milli, the 500, 555 milli. I had, I was in second and I had Debo and the Bills defense. And I, so I re ran at all my lineups and it was suggesting Ayuk. Oh, no. This is a sensitive subject between me and Davis right now, too. And I was going back and forth, and I didn't think about the clear play is Debo, not because I know a ball, but because you don't want to switch off and lose. So I think that will fuck with your men, your 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 um, you know your mental tilt factor more than switching. Yeah, but I did switch off, and so and wait, you what would you have won if you didn't switch? One hundred fifty. Yikes. Yeah. I, I didn't even add it up because I was so pissed at myself. <laughs> so it was either 80 or 150. Oh, the payout structure is so ridiculous, by the way. A million to first, 150 to second, 80 to third. Yeah. And, uh, and I either would have gotten 150 by like 0.1 or lost or 80K by 0.1, one way or the other. I didn't even care to add it up. And was that, is that, was that one of the spots where it was like, if I let this ride, I maybe have a better chance at like fourth or fifth place? But if I want first place, then like getting the lower owned Ayuk made way more sense. Well, the Sims said Ayuk was the better play. Yeah. 
So whatever it thinks, which is it's going to get you hear that, Davis? The Sim said Ayuk was a better play. Davis no, and I have been actually, battling. No, no, it didn't. It, in in the cheap Millie, the twenty five, it wanted Ayuk yeah. in the Bills in the in the five fifty five where there's only a thousand players or whatever. It actually wanted Kittle and the Vikings D. Okay. Um, which I did not want to do. You you IKB'd the machine. Yeah, I said I'm not I'm not doing that, bro. Um, but then I went and and I think the problem was I went with the Ayuk one because I IKB'd once, and I don't know about I I know battering two times in a row is is hard for me. But if I would have thought ahead, like what will make me least pissed off, it's sticking with your original team because there also wasn't like a question mark, whether Ayuk would play or not, or, you know, um, you know, Kyron Williams is now ruled out or something like that. There was no big news. Yeah. And so when there's no big, you know, it's a lot more obvious in NBA because there's so many changes, but when there's no big news, um, but, but like you really should be swapping. It just sucks when, when you're in a smaller field, for a ton of money and you're really paying attention to your lineups. But like, if I was yeah. not paying, like if you're looking at your Millie maker lineup and you're in 375th place or something, you're like, oh, just give me the best lineup and hopefully I win this ladder, you know, like, yeah, man, it's nuts. Uh, I wait till Davis gets wind of this. Not only do, is Davis the self-proclaimed late swap King, but he's been having uh, incredible cash days by late swapping to Debo Samuel specifically. Because Debo never projects good enough to be like an actual cash game option. Like his floor is just a little bit too low. Mm -hmm. But Davis keeps just like YOLO swapping to Debo and just shipping everything. Uh, so once Davis hears this story, uh, he's going to be very upset with you for uh -huh. going away from Debo. I, if he would have been like, hey, play Debo, I'd be like, all right, that's the, that's a, why not? Like it's a coin flip, anyways, basically. Yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah. So that was a kick in the nuts. Yeah. I mean, and it, again, it's just like when you're playing the volume you do and you get those so few of those shots on goal and then to have those break the wrong way, like I, I assume it's it's demoralizing. Yeah, I'm over it now. But uh, I was like, what was I fucking thinking? No, you're you're on to the next thing, which is being pissed off that your team right. didn't advance. Which is losing more money man. tonight. Yeah. But at least it'll be quicker in the NBA, right? It will be. Yeah. Don't have to wait till the end to lose. Do people like do people actually sweat NFL showdown? Like I honestly don't even know how you would sweat it. I don't like, well, I mean, I, I actually, I guess I do like, like you look at halftime. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, you know, what, what, who's in first, who do I need to do bad and who yeah. do I kind of want to do good. And then the second half, you're like, okay, hopefully, hopefully Ayuk does good here, you know, and hopefully yeah. Debo does bad. That's it. And then you wait maybe to the last, you know, minute. Yeah. There's like there's some of those. So I think it was was it last Thursday the crazy uh, Raiders game. I think I had some good lineups early, and then it's like you know Trey Tucker, you know pops off at a really cheap salary tag. You don't have a lot of Trey Tucker. Boom, your night's over. Like you know Trey Tucker's in the optimal, no matter what happens. I think Raiders D obviously ended up in the optimal too. It didn't have enough of that. So like there's nothing to even look at. Like you didn't have the two low owned guys who went nuts. You know you know Trey Tucker didn't make the optimal right. He didn't. He, he got didn't. pushed out by the defense. Okay. That might have been that might have been the 500k night. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. What happened was, was there a defensive play right at the end or something? So whatever happened right at the end, Yeah. it might not have been this Raiders one, but I think it was. Don't and worry. Trey I would have lost twice in it. <laughs> Yeah. Blocked by Trey Tucker and then whoever uh, surpassed. Trey yeah. Tucker. 0.1% Trey Tucker gets 25 points and yeah. you take second and you get, yeah. and you get like $500. Yeah. Oh my God. My goodness. Well, yeah. you got you got a gold star lock of the week for uh, for for the Thursday night football showdown tonight. No, I was contemplating not even playing it, but I'm probably gonna play. <laughs> what else are you gonna do with your time? Well, yeah, I know because NBA ends early, but oh. it's, you're still basically gotta be there too. When NBA's uh, NFL is gonna happen, who's playing tonight? NFL, uh, Rams and Saints. Okay, yeah. So who gives a shit? Yeah, I, ne- I, mean, I never least, watch those games. I can't. I mean, we we do our uh, this is a great time to to plug our ship cast. We do yeah. watch every Thursday night game. It's the only uh, island games that I watch in full every time because most so Sunday Jason, night, Monday night, I go uh, I go to bed. Yeah, we we're having Cooter Doodle from Fantasy Life join us tonight. At least the game has a decent total, and by decent I mean by twenty twenty three standards, forty five and a half. Like I'll take that. Yeah, I do tune into ship chasing. Uh, for a few minutes, usually every Thursday night. Um, Gotta. Plus, it's kind of like, you know how you sweat? Like, you look and see if anyone's congratulating you or saying, you know? Like, you could also do that on chip chasing. You you could see, like, oh, he got it. He, you know, like, oh, who got the good play? Who got yeah. the touchdown? Okay, there you go. You don't need a look. That's true. It's very true. Um, I did just, uh, I just pulled it up, uh, looking at, uh, the Sims on run the Sims. It looks like right now you guys want it. Puka Nakua is offering the most captain leverage, 16.5% captain rate, current captain ownership projection, 12%. All the slappies are going to be captaining Kyron Williams. You pivot to Puka, you win all the money. You send Brian and I a cut easy game. I'll take it. Can we, uh, in the last bit here, talk about there's been a little sports book yeah. chatter. Yeah, set set the table. I saw some of it. I wasn't sure like what reinstigated the conversation. It's I, th- I think it's the same conversation over and over. Uh, but it's mainly Bob Volgaris is the yeah. thread I I saw, and like Nate Silver checked in. I guess Nate Silver's writing a book about sports betting. Um, but it it is it's is his uh, complaints the same one you know we we share and everyone basically shares which is they will well his was more specific that they they claim that you know they're against problem gambling but they'll let problem gamblers bet for a long time right but if you if you so much as like hint that you're a winning player they will limit and or ban you right um so. It's pretty hypocritical, is his point. Yeah. And like, what is, I I think, I mean, I have my opinion, but I'd like to hear if anyone has a better one. Just kind of like the general, like, what's morally okay here. And I think that if they weren't involved, if they weren't so heavily regulated and involved with, with the political system, so like hand in hand um and you know if they didn't use the courts and stuff like that against their opposition 
that they're totally in their right to ban winning players. Right. But since that's not how it is, and there's only a few books, and they there's so many barriers of entry, we can't get many circas or other books that will let winning players actually play. Mm-hmm. That I think it's you know morally fine to you know bet on someone else's account because uh, they limited you on yours, bet on your wife's or something like that. Because fuck them, like they're you know they're using they're using a course of measures to to halo off their competition, so they're not playing fair. But um, and if they if they didn't, there'd be a lot more competition, a lot more books, maybe not a ton. It may you know who knows maybe this would be the status quo. I seriously doubt it, but um. But if they didn't, if none of that was there, I I would say you know have at it. You know it's your company. It's your, you know you don't have to take any action if you don't want to. And then it, it kind of goes back to like the dynamics you're describing. I think someone mentioned it in one of those tweet threads where it does feel like the old school like mob sports bookie. Like it, it it's like they want to have the rules of like how an individual operator would operate, right? Like I'm not taking best from you no more, man. You give it all my money. Like it, it, all of it does have like these old school tactics. And it's like you said, you would rather have it be on at least exist on one of those extremes in the full capacity, not the half measures where they get to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. It, it's also, it's tough because there's a lot of like, you know, regular business bros who will be like, Hey, it's a businessman. It's a company. They could do what they want. Right. Like that type of thing, which in general I agree, agree with, but that's not the dynamic we're really facing. So yeah. like if you did like a hot dog stand and they, you know, but it costs like, you know, $2.5 million to get a hot dog license to sell hot dogs and, you know, and then the hot dog company had, you know, five of the best lobbyists in every capital in the States, you know, and uh, you know, they keep using like uh, the gambling board and and lawyers and stuff to eliminate competition, you know, and then the hot dog stands like, yeah, well, it's a 75 bucks a dog, man. What's your problem? That's it's my hot dog. You know, this is how, what don't you believe in the free market? You know, just yeah. pay you $75. It's like, yeah, well, it's not really how, because if there was none of this other bullshit, the hot dog would be five bucks or four, whatever. And there'd be hot dog stands all over the place, yeah. you know? And so it's like an artificial scenario. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the only other thing I gleaned from those threads is sports betting people do not like Nate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of shit, like, because he, he kind of dips his toes and you know, both cultural environment, you know, that, yeah. that like Twitter world. And when that happens, a lot of times they could hate you on both sides. Yeah. That's, that's the, the vibe. Lots of, I'm not reading your book. I think Bob said, I'll only read the parts where you wrote about me. Right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That, I th- he's just joking, but I know, I, I, I know. I like how Nate, you know, this known for, you know, being a political forecaster, but deep down, he's clearly just one of us, right? Poker oh, guy, yeah. swats the sports bet, uh, probably has played a little DFS in his day. There, there, there was, speaking of winning a lottery, like he won, he won a, like a little bit of a lottery there, an early internet blogger. It was a, it was like a brief time in internet history where a lot of these bloggers were getting hired by these mainstream publications. And he got swept up in that with, his little just side gig of using 
his like stats knowledge and gambling knowledge to aggregate polls. Uh, and, um, my, one of my brothers is, um, he like keeps websites running. And one of the websites is uh real clear politics. Yeah. And he, he used to say, t- say back in the day, like there's this one blogger who gets more traffic than our whole site. There's Nate Silver. And it was Nate Silver. Yeah. Nate. And yeah. And I, I bet, the New York times would not hire him like, because like I said, he dips his toes in both cultures and you kind of can't do that in in the New York times anymore. And so I bet nowadays he wouldn't get that deal. So like he got, he got lucky on a lot of ways, Um, you know, and he made some decent money and then he likes, he wants to gamble and play poker. And so now he's talking about that more. I don't think he's even there anymore. Is he? If I, uh, Uh, I don't, I pretty. I mean, they have their. I I still see like his podcast pop up in my feed. Um, he might might he be like have now? taken a lesser role there or something. I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I thought I read something that. Yeah, I'm trying to see what he's doing now. Someone in the chat might know. Um, I I have no clue. I only see him pop up in my feed every now and again. When you get that big, you've even seen this, like. Once you surpass a certain number of, you know, followers and stuff like that, like you start getting criticism and stuff like that. And oh yeah, yeah. And so when you get as big as him, you're just gonna get a lot of people hating you. Well, I mean, I mean, even remember the uh, the the Trump election where his model was ahead of market on Trump's odds, and he was still getting blasted. I think he was like victory lapping the model you know, giving Trump higher odds than most predictors. And then everyone's like, oh, he still lost it. You gave him a 35% chance. And then we all had the the conversation with America on what probabilities actually mean and that sometimes the 35% uh, is the <laughs> outcome that happens. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this we're going to have the same thing one more time here. I know. Probably forever, honestly. Yeah. We gotta we gotta uh, shut down the show before we start talking about Colorado's uh, decision to uh, <laughs> to remove Trump from the ballot. Um, any anything for uh, for the people here up on uh, brick seventy five dot com? We're trying to get the gauntlet um, auto drafter worked out. Nice, um, but it's just a lot more complicated, you know, because you can't just draft you know good players or players you think are good. It's got to be. No, you got to draft shitty players on good teams. <laughs> well, you got to stack it up. Yeah. So hopefully we can get that done in a few days. Sweet. I'll keep an eye out for that. Feel free to come hang out with us in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. We got a Lowell's channel in there. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you have any good leads on uh, or, or a good topic that you'd like us to talk about, drop it in the Lowell's channel. Brian and I normally just fly by the seat of our pants. So if there's something fun you'd like us to talk about or if you are a unique uh, guest with a unique perspective slide into our DMS and uh, maybe we'll have you on. Uh, otherwise I will be live on ship chasing tonight for the ship cast tomorrow. Usual programming uh, GPP show with JM to win at 2 PM and then off and on the clock going through the underdog slate with uh, my badge bros bros uh, over on their channel. And then uh, yeah, DFS after dark on Saturday night. Uh, I'm having Gary Hartman on from ETR uh, one of their uh, DFS crew, really sharp players. So we'll get to catch up with him. And then the Sunday cram, uh, or no, sorry. Is there good? Yes, I will do a cram on Sunday. That's the 24th. 
Um, and then I'll have to figure out my schedule for Christmas Day. Probably no content on Christmas Day, Brian. We got to shut it down once in a while, right? Yeah. I think that's fair, Pete. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and immediately getting off this, I am going to call the higher ups at Underdog and ask them what happened to Brian's semifinal team that yeah. sw- had advanced. Robbed. He was robbed. <laughs> Stop the count. Uh, all right, guys. Have a good rest of your stream. Stream. Good rest of your day. We'll see you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.